cut the music. You guys will just come on in and find a seat. I appreciate it. Um, I just wanted to say, well, first of all, um, welcome on Wednesday. Very exciting to see you guys. We weren't here Sunday, but I heard it was awesome Sunday. I heard the service, which, I mean, I'm not surprised because Pastor Rick is always awesome. So, great. So, um, I have the pleasure of doing the announcements today because Pastor Kylan is in, um, he had a member of his family passed away and he went back to do the funeral. So um, I'm doing the announcements and Tori is speaking tonight. Yay! Very exciting, very exciting. So um, for the announcements, the first announcement is Next Steps is happening tonight. So if you are here for Next Steps, like right now, like as soon as worship starts, we're going to go downstairs. You can follow Samara, and um, we will do Next Steps, uh, which is just um, telling you about us and how to be part of our family. Um, and then on March 1st, we have um, Love Your Marriage coming up. That is our, I don't want to say conference, but it's like a marriage meeting, right? Just to encourage you in marriage and um, just all of the things that go with it. So it's always a good, it's always a good time. I mean, I always enjoy it. So I hope there's a sign up in the back and we'd love to see you there. And I don't, is there any other, can you think of anything? No. All right. What? Oh, I. she's pointing at you, Bill. What's the announcement? Sunday. Sunday. Oh, we've. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're starting a 10-week program on. Why don't you just stand up and tell them about it? <laughs> just. Nine fifteen. It's going to start at nine fifteen. Yeah, it's going to be really good. I'm actually, I, I think it's going to be a really good. So thank you so much. All right. Well, everybody, let's go stand on up and we will worship together. I'm going to start us off with some scripture this morning. Uh, Romans one ten. For since the creation of the world. God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. So if he can give that much evidence to the non-believers, what more evidence do we have as believers? We have his word through the fulfilling of prophecy, the witness of signs and wonders, 
and we have our own life that he has turned us around and saved us and made us new. We have our testimony in him. So let's praise and worship him tonight. Amen.
church and all that i'd like to just appreciate the the sound team back there and everyone who comes in so please give them a clap too uh, amen
Uh, we got Tori up tonight, so. Is my face red? Because it feels like it's on fire. It's glowing. That's <laughs> glowing. Everybody. No pressure. Good evening, everybody. So I'm going to take up the tithe before we start. Father, we just, we thank you. We thank you for everything that you bless us with, everything, every increase that you've given us, Father. And we just take what you've already given us and we give back to you. We just pray that you would multiply it for your kingdom. And we're just so thankful for you in Jesus' name. Amen. You can bring up the tithe. Okay, so Margo told you guys that Pastor Kylan's not here, obviously. Um, he wanted to start a series on the fruits of the Spirit, so love us first, so that's what I get to talk to you guys about today is love. Um, okay, so the hardest part is starting. I don't know where to start, but that's okay. At the beginning, Genesis 1-1, just kidding. <laughs> All right, so I... So when you're saved, you get the gifts of the Spirit, and I'm echoing. Am I echoing to anybody else? You get the gifts of the Spirit and then the fruits of the Spirit. And so let's first open to 1 Corinthians 12, where it talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Okay, so it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. 
And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one in the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. So the gifts of the Spirit, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, and interpretations of tongues. And then let's go to Galatians 5.22 where Paul tells us the fruits of the Spirit. Is my face red? Because I feel like it's on fire right now. <laughs> ah, okay. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we're going to talk about love today. So how do we use the gifts of the Spirit and how do we use the fruits of the Spirit? Um, it's important to know what Paul warns us in of in 1 Corinthians 13. So sorry, I'm having you like jump all over the place. Sorry, Lori. 1 Corinthians 13.1. Paul warns us. Okay, 13.1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So he's saying that without love, you can have the gifts of the Spirit, and you can actually work in the gifts of the Spirit that God gives us when we're saved. But without love, it becomes nothing. Null. It's no. It's not useful the way that God wants it to be useful. So, God's love and His power infuses through the gifts of the Spirit so that it can accomplish what He wants it to. We can walk in our gifts and miss the real growth of the fruits, which the greatest of these is love, is what Paul says later on. So. Let's turn to 2 Timothy 3. And we're going to do verse 1 through 5. In 2 Timothy, we're warned about having a form of godliness, but lacking the power thereof, which godliness without love, which could be the gifts of the Spirit, but without love. 
Now this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. So he's warning us that without love, which is the main ingredient in, in all the gifts that God gives us, if you think about it, because love compels us to forgive when somebody hurts us. Love compels us to go that extra mile when somebody asks us to go one, we go two. Like, it's love that compels us to do those things. So now we're going to turn to 1 Corinthians 13. We're going to go over what Paul says love is. So it's 13.4. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. And endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. So Paul says, love is patient, kind, it isn't jealous, doesn't sing its own praises, isn't arrogant, isn't rude, doesn't think about itself, isn't irritable, keeps no record of wrongs, doesn't rejoice with injustice, rejoices with the truth, Love never stops being patient. Love never stops believing. Love never stops hoping. Love never gives up. And love never comes to an end. And he says that the greatest of these is love. So let's be honest, we all have that down packed, right? <laughs> like we're all good on all those love, patient, no. No. <laughs> no, we all need help in those departments because what comes naturally to us actually in Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Let's turn there. It tells us actually what comes natural to us. Now the works of the flesh are evident. They're evident. They're common. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, 
heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, and then he goes to tell us the fruit of the Spirit. So, that is our natural reaction to things. We, we, we react out of our flesh and not out of love, and that's why we need God's help to grow love in us. So we need God to show us, teach us how to love like him. We have to submit to God and seek him. When we seek him and submit to God, his love starts to grow in us. And the growth of God's love will compel us to be patient, even when we want to lose our minds. <laughs> to be kind to everyone, even when they don't deserve it. To be content with what he's given us to encourage others, even when we feel discouraged, to esteem, esteem others higher than ourselves, to forgive those that hurt us. The true love of God growing in us causes us to pray for our enemies, to sacrifice for others, to be obedient to God, to want to please him, and to tell others about him. Because our flesh, if we feed it, will rule our lives. But our spirit, if we feed the spirit of God, then that's what's going to come out. I heard a pastor one time talk about a glass of water. And he said, when you bump this water, what's going to come out of the glass? It's going to be water. So what's inside of us when we're pressed on all sides, when we are discouraged, when we're stressed out, when we don't know how we're going to keep going one more day, then I lost my train of thought. What's inside of us? Thank you. <laughs> then what's inside of us when, we're, when we feel those ways, what's inside of us comes out. And I don't know about you guys, but I want the love of God to come out. I want when I had a bad day at work or a bad day at home, and I homeschool our boys, that when my husband comes home, I don't snap at him because I had a bad day. I still want love to come out, and, and we need God's help for that. We can't do that on our own. So <clears throat> um, God's will, well, how do we grow in love? Let's go to Matthew 7, 7. Okay, I think I might have wrote that down wrong. Oh, hold on. I'm in Zechariah. So that's why that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Okay. God says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. 
For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. So God's will is that we love. We love like he does, which is an unconditional love. It's not based on, you know, God doesn't change his mind based on how bad his day was. So we have to grow that unconditional love in us. And he knows that the things that he asks of us that we can't do on our own. That's why he asks us to seek him. So he tells us that if you ask for something that is aligned with his will, like loving the way that he does, then he will, everyone who asks will receive. The one who searches will find. And for one who knocks, the door will be opened. He promises us that. He's faithful. So ask him to grow his love in you and see him do what only he can do. As ambassadors of God, we are to reflect him. And 1 John 4, 8 says we are, that God is love and we are representatives of his love. So I have a story. Um, my dad texts me almost every single morning, and he just speaks peace and blessing over my day and, and my family's day. And at the end, after we go back and forth, he, um, he says, I love you ineffable. And he started saying that probably two years ago, and I had no idea what that word meant. So I had to look it up, but it means So it's actually the ineffable is the Hebrew name that Gentiles write as Jehovah because it was God's name that couldn't be uttered, right? So synonyms, words that mean the same thing as ineffable, indescribable, unspeakable, inexpressible, unexplainable. And that's what God wants to grow in us, an indescribable love that loves others even when they come against us. The whole turn the other cheek, you can't do that without love. It's impossible to do that without love. Unspeakable. God's love is so deep and so wide that we can't even comprehend the depths of his love for us. Like he could have, Pastor Kylan's talked about this before, and I, I don't know, I think Pastor Rick said something about it too, but he literally could have wiped us out. Because we're a mess. The humankind is a disaster, and we don't do anything that he created us to do. We try to do things our own way, and we wind up in the ditch every time. And just like the Israelites, we cry out once we're in the ditch, Lord, help me, where are you? And he comes once again because of his love, and he helps us again. And then what do we do? Thanks, God, I got this. And we try again to do it on our own, and every single time, Apart from God, we wind up in the ditch. He could have wiped us out and just been like, that's it. I don't, I don't need this stress. Like, I can just go be God. I don't need this. But he loves us. Like, it, I can hardly comprehend that he desires a relationship with me. Like, why? Why does he desire a relationship with me? There was many times that I should have been dead. And he spared my life. Why? Why does he love me like that? But it compels me to want to live according to his word. 
I want to teach my kids his word so that they can live according to his word. I want to please him in the way that I parent and the being a wife to my husband, I, I want to please him in everything that I do. And I fail, I'm not perfect. I snapped at my husband yesterday for no reason. So I'm still human, but striving towards that, that love of God, just reminding myself daily how much he really loves me. So just be encouraged that God, God tells us that if we ask him, he will give it to us. He wants us to grow in love. I mean, it's easy for us to love each other. We all know each other, and we're all good to each other. But what about the people who talk behind your back? What about the person that flips you off in the parking lot of Kroger? I mean, it's not so easy to love those people. But God says we can. So I say, let's try. So I'm going to end in prayer and just ask God to grow his love in us that sacrificial love, that even that we are able to pray for our enemies, like that seems crazy to me because I don't want to be anywhere near my enemies. I don't even want to think about them. But if he asks us to do it, then through his power and alongside of him, we can do it. So Father, we just thank you. We just thank you for this word today and that your promise is that if we seek your will, Father, that you are faithful. You are faithful to work on our behalf to do the things that we've asked for. And we ask right now, God, that you would grow your love in us. That sacrificial love, that unconditional love that you have towards us, God, grow that in us so that it spills out onto everybody around us. We just give you all the honor and all the praise that is due. In Jesus' name. If you need prayer for anything, you're more than welcome to come up. We finished 20 minutes early. He's probably not going to be happy about that. <laughs>